and welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead Podcast by David Mark Shaw, your weekly podcast on all things digital, technology, and what it means to you, the small business owner. We will have super smart guests and actionable insights each and every week to help you get ahead. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Getting Ahead podcast with me, your host, David Mark Shaw. This is episode 53, and actually recording for the second time, as the first time, for some reason, the audio really went a little bit fuzzy. So um, this is take two. Now, this episode is all about the numbers game. Now, I came from a very traditional sort of sales and marketing background and worked for many organizations that had um, a telesales team, which um, at times I was part of. I've also done um, field sales. And the name of the game very much used to be, uh, like we called it, the numbers game. And the idea was the more sort of telesales calls could be made, um, the more appointments that could be made, uh, and therefore the more sales that were could be made and it wasn't the most efficient process and as much as I really didn't like it and I believed there was definitely a better way of doing things um, it did work Um, I have to say that you know sales did come in um, and maybe not as fast as we would have liked um, and they were a lot of work But it was just the whole process felt very, very unnatural to me. And I I knew deep in my heart that there was a better way of doing this. This idea of interrupting people, um, trying to get through gatekeepers, uh, receptionists and secretaries and all of these people to try and get to somebody who had, um, who wanted to have the conversation, was prepared to talk to you. Um, They had a need, they had the authority, they had some budget. and actually were in the market for the product or service that we were providing at the time. It was really quite a difficult process to do. Um, and like I say, we probably annoyed and um, more people than we potentially helped, you know, through just, you know, the constant calling. But this was something that every organization did. This is how sales and marketing worked back then. Now, I know relationship building is at the very core of sales and marketing today. And in actual fact, and always has been. And I believe that there was probably salespeople back then that understood what I call the new ways of selling back then and were concentrating on rather than sort of selling, but enabling people to buy. Um, this episode, I wanted to sort of talk about a different kind of numbers game that exists today. Um, some of them good ones, um, and uh, and some of them not so good. But the the sort of conversation I want to talk about is that we there is still uh, an element of that discussion around numbers that needs to be had. Um, I'll start off with one of the ones I'm going to be speaking about um, very shortly um, at a conference. Um, And it involves the idea of um, social metrics um, and what I call vanity metrics in most cases. There are certain numbers within social media that are, that they do play some relevancy. uh, And others I think people place too much emphasis on. um, And they're not really concentrating on the, the, the bigger goal and the important numbers. And these are the types of people and accounts where they have 
tens of thousands of followers, um, for example, on something like Twitter, or tens of thousands on likes on Facebook, and they're not really understanding um, exactly what that transacts into, because you can't spend those followers, and you can't spend um, any of the sort of engagement figures that come with them either. You know, sort of uh, your suppliers are not going to take them as a form of currency. And as important as they can be, in sort of from a social proof perspective. I would rather have um, a, a different set of numbers. Now, like I say, if you've got 20-odd thousand followers and a good percentage of those, for example, 25-30% of them, which I would consider good, are actually interested in what you say and they engage with your content, uh, they share your content, um, they're clicking on your links and, in, you know, and, um, and being part of your sales process, um, or even your educational process, then, then I think that's worthwhile. It's those that have large percentages of their followings which are not interested in what you do at all. And the only reason they even followed you in the first place was so you would follow them back, this whole uh, team follow-back culture, which I'm really not a fan of. Um, I don't believe in having an audience of people that are not interested and take the blindest bit of notice to any piece of content that you produce and push out there. Um, they only wanted... Uh, and I'm using sort of air quotes here, permission to market to you, um, which in most cases their eyes is just spamming the social networks, and particularly with Twitter right now, um, with their sales messages. Um, and that's the only reason they followed you in the first place. And um, so this whole idea of if you're not following me, I'm not going to follow you back, and all these tools that enable you to do that, it's... Um, it's really not right. So I mean, I have to, I, I purposefully try to be very um, cautious and conscious about who I particularly follow on social networks um, because I want to make sure that the, you know the content I'm going to receive into my stream is not going to soil it. It's not going to make it you know, something I want to look at. So when I look at my stream of content, it actually makes sense to me. It brings value to me, and it's stuff that I'm actually interested in. Um, and then I'm doing a favour to the to the person that I'm following as I'm actually engaging with as much of it as I possibly can. Uh, and you have to be discerning to a point there and yeah, understanding it. Having tens of thousands of followers you've got no interest in their content really doesn't uh, make for, for easy reading. I appreciate you can use lists and so on to, to decipher that, but the whole concept of you know just building these numbers unnecessarily just doesn't make sense to me. Some of the numbers that are important... Um, uh, arise around the, the digital journey. So things like um, uh, traffic to your website um, can be a very positive thing, but not the kind of traffic that didn't find what they were looking for um, and it wasn't a relevant linker ultimately and they just disappeared. That's not good traffic. That results in sort of a, a high bounce rate. Um, you want people that come to your website and they are for exactly that, whatever they, they thought they were getting, that's what they find uh, and they're interested and they engage with it. Dwell time is another really important number that needs to be sort of measured and, and monitored. And this is the amount of time that people spend on your website as they engage in more and more content. And you do this by creating the relevant user journeys on your website um, to make sure you, know, you, you increase that dwell time as much as you possibly can. Uh, email subscribers is another really important metric. Um, with more and more time being spent on social networks and less on our personal websites, um, you've got to make sure that you can still communicate them with them outside of the social networks. And email is a great way of re-engaging them with your content on your website and then hopefully uh, educating them, inspiring and informing them. And so when they're ready, they can take that path to your um, 
down your sales funnel uh, and ultimately make a transaction. And, and that's the ultimate number this is all about. We've got, we can't be scared of the word sales. It's not a dirty word. It's not a swear word. And it's actually what makes a business. A business that doesn't sell is not a business, unless you're a charity. I mean, obviously, therefore, you're, you're raising funds. But it's still that transaction that needs to take place. You've got to put that in place and enable it. Now, don't go too far. There's many people that are very good at this sort of conversion optimization and making sure that you take those journeys uh, uh, you know, and ultimately the transaction takes place. Sometimes it can be very heavy. Uh, and yes, to a degree, you know, sometimes that does actually work, but you've got to get that good balance so people don't feel as though they're being forced and sold to um, and down there. And, you know, therefore, you know, have buyer's remorse very quickly after. But enabling them to buy, making sure you put a journey that's clearly in place so when they're ready to buy, maybe tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year, it doesn't matter. They're ready to buy it and they know the process and how it's going to work. So you've got to make sure that journey's in place and that's the ultimate measurement of all of this digital work that we're doing um, it's all about sales clearly a massive component of that is building relationships and sometimes the relationship starts with that transaction sometimes it happens beforehand but creating useful valuable inspiring content is the way to bring people to your to your digital channels to get them to share it to reach a wider audience and then measure the things that matter which is things like the dwell time like your email subscribers the open and click rates um, monitoring how people are using your website and are they following the process that you're hoping to are they getting stuck find out what the reasons are but make sure you put that process in place you put that digital funnel in place to make sure that people when they're ready to buy that it's a really clear and easy transaction for them to make because you've made it so easy you've answered all their questions and they know how to do it it's got to be a good balance it's um, and it's quite an easy thing to do when you just start thinking like a customer thinking about how you want to be treated um, and then it can become a lot easier but we've got to start measuring things by the right types of numbers games less about the vanity metrics more about the things that matter traffic leads sales these are things that mean things to uh, a business these are things that put profit and money into our pockets it pays employees and it keeps our economy keep moving forward in the right direction and helps you achieve your goals so that's it for this week guys i hope that's been useful um if you think you know somebody that really needs this bit of advice and maybe yeah they need to start thinking about stop measuring the vanity metrics start concentrating on the numbers that matter then please feel free to share this with them. Drop an email with a link to it or tell them how to find it on iTunes. Um, I'd really appreciate it if I can reach a, 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 help as many people as I possibly can. Um, and if you feel you'd like to uh, leave a review from my website, that's always welcome. I'd, uh, I'd really appreciate that. And until next week, guys, I look forward to speaking to you then. Have a good week. Be sure to check back next week for another exciting episode.